the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4, and you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Forecast today, beautiful day. Mix of clouds and sun, breezy, high around 59. Some clouds tonight, low 38. Tomorrow's the same kind of story. Some sun, some clouds, breezy, a little cooler. Tomorrow's high, 53. Sixers lost last night to the Lakers, 120-107. They're at Sacramento tomorrow night at 10. Philly's playing Pittsburgh this afternoon. They're tied, I think, in the eighth inning. Flyers uh, and Washington playing tonight. Flyers on the road for that at 7 o'clock. Brand new on our website, registration for the upcoming Pastors Appreciation Breakfast. Looking forward to that very much. It's happening Thursday, the 23rd of April. If you're a pastor, you can sign up directly. If you're not a pastor, let your pastor know. It's a wonderful time of hanging out, enjoying some free food, worship, some uh, workshops, and just a chance to network and be mutually encouraged. And Paul Shepard from the program Destined for Victory, which airs at 2.30 and 9.30 each weekday afternoon and evening on WFIL, plus a few times on the weekend. He's our keynote speaker. In fact, we're going to have him on the program sometime in the next, uh, I don't know, a few days. Looking forward to that very much. And uh, we invite you to sign up for that. The whole event is free again Thursday, the 23rd of April. So let your pastor know so your pastor gets signed up. It's right on our homepage. Very easy to do. Chance to be encouraged and strengthened and hopefully be able to come back to your congregation that much more refreshed and encouraged, maybe have some uh, new relationships to build outward from. So again, that's the 23rd of, uh, of April. What else is happening? Later on this hour, looking forward to having a young lady. Her name is Sammy J. She's only 17. The youngest person to have her own syndicated podcast. It's called Let's Be Real with Sammy J. So we'll chat with her a little bit about that. Always find it interesting to chat with folks a little younger than I am and uh, get to know the generation, if you will, that's uh, further removed from my own. Uh, also on the program, we don't actually get political that often uh, on our broadcast. Uh, but as we like to do every now and again, we knock on the door next to mine and say, hey, Chris, what are you doing? <laughs> you got a minute? And I say, I'm so glad you called because I was just sitting here. You Look, know. I'm looking at my phone. I have to put my phone down. Shipping Come a bottle. on, man. The voice you hear, Chris DeGaulle from doing, uh, Tim? Sister Station WNTP. Hello, sir. Thanks for having me. You're nice to invite me. I never get invited anywhere except yeah. here, so thank you. Well, you know, every now and again, it's a good thing, and especially... For uh, in light of yesterday and the Super Tuesday, thought you'd get your expert analysis. What a mess! On the <laughs> can it's, I quote you on that? It's fun, but it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, and in recent developments, for, for those tuning in, uh, Chris is the host of our new show on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, and he's on 6 to 9 every weekday. All the politics you could want with a lot of humor mixed in, takes calls and gives stuff away because he's generous. And I just thought, you know, with Super Tuesday yesterday and watching the the, sh- the shift from from Bernie to Joe and the whole machination there. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, now you don't – I'm not trying to embarrass you or call you out, yeah. but it's not your forte and purposely so. It could be if you wanted it to be, but the point yeah. is you don't. You don't watch it. You don't I, follow it like I do. I'm, I'm so, growing. So, I'm actually listening to your show, and I'm starting to like more and more. Are you? I'm becoming. I'm getting. I'm getting it. Well, that's <laughs> my question. Is for someone who is casually observing it. Yeah. I I value your opinion truly. Like, what's your read of it before it I get into it myself? Well, it looks a little odd, like the timing of everything with uh, mommy dearest, as you call her, <laughs> yeah, Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you uh, know why I call her that? Because why? She has a history of abusing, physically abusing her staff. Really? There's a great Politico story from last year, tell-all expose of people that have worked for Amy Klobuchar, and she's just... Like a, ber- a, ber- a berater? Vicious and yelling and throws things, wow. and she famously tells people to you know fetch her salads when they're at the airport, and she didn't have a fork, so she used a comb to eat the <laughs> salad, and then she forced a staffer to go wash the comb. Yeah, so I call her Mommy Dearest. Oh. No wire hangers! <laughs> so, so she drops out, and uh, your favorite drop with uh, President Trump and Pete Buttigieg. Boot. Boot. He said edge. 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 Yes. So he dropped out, yeah. and uh, but then you mentioned this morning Elizabeth Warren staying in, maybe drawing away some support for Bernie. And Anyway. I, I didn't... Th- I didn't really count on her being the thorn in Bernie's side that obviously she is, and I don't know why. I forgot about her. I mean, I think what everyone who doesn't follow this ought to learn and know if they don't know it already is the media is so good at telling us what's what's the story when it really may not be. I mean, we were fed a steady diet for a year that Elizabeth Warren's the thing. Watch out. Here comes Elizabeth. I mean, like, media will convince people of something that's just not so. The truth of the matter is, when the voting started, nobody liked Elizabeth Warren. But there was a solid stretch of time, if you go back and look at news headlines, that suggested Elizabeth Warren was it. She was the woman to beat. She was coming on strong. No one wanted her. No one. I'm talking about Democrats. Never mind conservatives. Democrats didn't like her. She never resonated. So we were fed these steady diets of Kamala Harris was the one. Pete Buttigieg was the one. Warren was the one. Yeah. Bernie was the one, and now Biden's the one. It's after a while when you start to get fed these steady diets of narratives about who's the one. I watch everything with such skepticism now. I trust none of it. I mean, it's just I I brought this up on the show this week, Tim, that people that say, oh, I just wish there was one source of news I could trust. I say, you know, don't hold your breath. There's no such place. I mean, consume it all and be your own best judge and lifeguard of this stuff because you'll never find it. There is no such place. Yeah. Well, we, and we, and I know you try to try to distill things down on on the show. I try to be fair. I yeah. would never, I, honestly, I never purposely set out to mislead or lie. There's no incentive for me to lie to people about anything. But it's my take and my opinion. I was wrong. For instance, I said I thought Bernie was unstoppable and he was going to run the tables yesterday. That was the way I felt. Yeah. I was wrong. But I couldn't have imagined what the Democrat Party was about to do to make that happen. 
it looks. I mean, in your in your mind, the orchestra it, it was uh, kind of like let's we're agreeing that we're going to have a couple drop out. Elizabeth, you stay in. Liz, you stay in to siphon off Bernie. The and, rest of you coalesce around Biden. Go long on three. Yeah, hike. And it was a game. <laughs> it was a strategic play, and it worked like a charm just when it needed to for Biden. But anybody that suggests that there's excitement for Biden, no, there's not. I, I don't care what you think politically. Like Biden does not excite. Anyone. Bernie excites people. Who do you think, if, if, if it winds up being between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, who do you think that uh, President Trump would rather face? Yeah, we spoke to Corey Lewandowski just this morning on the show, his former 2016 campaign manager. And he said he was on Air Force One with the president this week flying to a rally in North Carolina. Okay. And that the president actually said he would prefer Bernie uh, and he would prefer – and I would too – Personally, I would prefer really? Bernie because I think that would be, once and for all, it would be what they call democratic socialism or socialism versus free market capitalism. It would be the clearest, bright, white line hmm. in the country. It's, you know, mayonnaise or ketchup, hot dog or hamburger. It's just you know, black hat, white hat, however you want to assign those. Yeah. Um, there is no gray anymore. Interesting. Biden, by the way, has been out there basically flirt. I mean, Biden just said that if he gets the nomination, he's going to make Beto O'Rourke uh, his chief surrogate on gun issues. Now, Beto O'Rourke has taken one of the most radical positions on firearms I've ever heard, and that is we, the government, are not going to allow you to own certain firearms, and we will come take them. Now, not turn them in. Can you turn them in voluntarily? And if you don't, or you knock, will knock, be knock, knock, knock. We're coming for them. Now, the funny thing about that is we have this little sticky Second Amendment <laughs> that, that forbids that sort of thing, and that's about as radical as it gets. So, the idea that Biden is some moderate—that's the other thing you're hearing. Oh, whew, dodged a bullet. Biden's the moderate. Bernie was radical. Well, check um, check what Biden's been saying and who he's aligning with. To get this nomination. Pretty yeah. radical stuff. Yeah. So I don't really believe this idea that there's moderate. Uh, see, now I'm getting into too broad, uh, too specific politics. I don't. Well, you have audience that will probably take offense to this, but I just don't believe there's such a thing as a moderate Democrat. I don't. I think the days of the notion that a pro-life Democrat exists or is welcome. Yeah. They exist. Are they welcome in the party? The answer is no. So. I'd from a, from, the from the insider's perspective. From the insider's perspective. Right, right. Chris DeGaulle is our guest, uh, host of Philadelphia's Morning Answer with Chris DeGaulle's show. It's on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. We need to take a quick break. We keep our chat going. we also looking forward to welcoming in Sammy J, the youngest podcaster syndicated of variety uh, in the country. Only 17. She'll join us. We have a couple other fun clips to play for you and some other news and uh, some contesting we want to let you know about as well. It's all happening this afternoon. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560. WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 4.15, The Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for hanging out with us today. 
mentioned uh, earlier in the hour how Pastor Paul Shepard, who you just heard about in that little promo, will be joining us on the program, I think, in the next uh, two or three days. Sometime this week or it might be the first day of next week. So look forward to that very much. He's host of Destined, uh, Destined for Victory, which is 2.30 in the afternoon and 9.30 in the evening on WFIL. In the meantime, Chris DeGaulle is our guest, host of Philadelphia's Morning Answer with Chris DeGaulle. That's on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. It's a conservative news talk station. Uh, but you also, besides that, it should be pointed out, you have a your own full-blown kind of podcast in addition to that show, right? Uh, ChrisStegall.com, two S's in the middle? That's right. Okay. Back to back, Chris and Stegall. So they can hear you 6 to 9 every weekday morning on 990. Mm-hmm. And then they can also hear sometimes longer form interviews. Right. Or maybe a bit of what you heard on the morning and then sometimes. extend it. Yeah. Right. It's usually, usually I can, you know, like you and I, rather than be stuck to a clock here on the radio, we can talk as long as we want until yeah. we're done on the podcast. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, yeah. so they can check out and, and find out more what you're thinking about all these things and, yeah. and understand them better. But to your point, too, how often on the show that you do on, on 990 from 6 to 9, do you get people who don't agree with you who will call in, even just kind of like bridge the gap a little bit, or they may say something like, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Democrat or I'm an independent or I whatever. I don't agree with what you say, but... Or, yeah. I hope so. I always ask for it, and and our rule is always you know top top of the list. If if you call in and you disagree, I, okay. I, I do want to hear from you. I like I never, you know, when we started Fast Eddie, my producer, yeah, he, he would get in the, my ear and he'd say, "Well, now line two, they're a little mad at you. They don't want to." <laughs> I was like, "Great," you know. So while we're in break, and he says they're a little mad, do you want to talk to them? I say, "Yes, first. Yeah, I I, I love it. Yeah, because I don't. I'm not angling to to fight or get nasty. I. Ask often, will you please call me if you don't see it my way? Yeah. Or I defer to you on this. How do you see it? I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't really feel like I'm in the business of trying to change your mind about anything. But if you don't share my perspective, I'd love to know why. Because uh, I I learn a lot too. So yeah. I find most of the time, I mean, do I, are, are there Democrats, hardcore left-wingers that are listening to our show and calling in and arguing with me? Probably not a lot. They'd have, to, they'd have to be very intentional to do that. Like, right. that gets a mission of theirs to call in and be a voice on the show if they, if you were to let them through. For instance, I had a guy today who uh, was a Bernie Sanders supporter in 2016 okay. and was so angry at the Democrats for what he felt they did to Bernie, he voted for Donald Trump. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, everyone's got their story. Everyone's got their reason. Yeah, they wrote the cast. And so he and I didn't have time, and I said, please call me back tomorrow because I want to hear your story. I I want to know about that guy. I yeah. had dinner Saturday night with a woman who couldn't stand Donald Trump. She voted for Hillary. Didn't yeah. like her, but couldn't stand him. Yeah. Voted for Hillary. And I said, okay, I'm curious. Her name's Jen. I said, Jen, who are you going to vote for this time? She said, I, I think Trump. I didn't berate her. I didn't tease her. I yeah. just said, that's fascinating. She has her reason. She said, I like where things are uh, monetarily uh, for, for my family. I feel like things are good. I still don't like him. But I think he's figured it out, and I like what he's right. doing with the country, so I'm going to vote for him again. And I said to her, that's remarkable. You you hated him so much, you voted for a woman you didn't like much, but you just couldn't <laughs> stand him, and you voted for her. Yeah. Now you've come around to voting for him and saying, I'm, I'm, I'm Let's nervous. Let's not mess with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there are millions of people like that woman. Well, and you know what, Chris? I think also that to, maybe back when it was uh, Hillary and, and Trump, there was also the, kind of the reverse. I'm not in love with Trump, but I don't want— to vote for Hillary, too. Right. So everybody's got the lesser of two, whatever. And yeah, it's interesting stuff. Well, and and, and just again, uh, for folks understanding, 
Chris, you being here is a really important part of what we're trying to do with the radio station, especially uh, 990, this, our sister station, because we want to be as, as local as we can, connect yeah. with the Philadelphia audience. How's, how has that been for you now the, the past few months? Well, what's exciting talking about this in particular is that Pennsylvania is so important to the electorate. Uh, or the electoral map, I should say. Yeah. And, and so, you know, Biden is headquartered in Philadelphia, and, and if it goes the way it looks like it's going to go, he's going to be the nominee. So, you know, Biden loves to run around saying he's from Scranton. Uh, as Corey Lewandowski pointed out, he hasn't lived in Scranton for 60 years, so at what point can you stop saying you're from Scranton? But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. so, so between Donald Trump, who needs and covets that he won Pennsylvania and wants to do it again, right. and Biden, who's definitely trying to take it from him, right? There has never, ever, ever been a time better to launch a talk show like ours on AM 990, The Answer, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, than this point in history. I mean, it's right. just we're in the, you know, the eye of the hurricane here. Yeah. So that's been great. But, you know, beyond that, we've had insane stories like this drive through injection site that was, I maintain, because of bloggers and online folks and, and radio shows like ours, I think that's the only thing that and, – and citizens, most importantly. Yeah. Citizens who were given voice through those platforms. Yeah. That's how it became a story, and that's how it was ultimately stopped. Philadelphia just does not get a lot of attention. It's just kind of assumed that, well, it's one-party rule. Media just kind of covers it like it's a shrug. Hmm. So, I mean, it has to be pretty over the top anymore for it to even get attention locally or nationally. And Do you get tired, Chris? Like, uh, I mean, the battle you wage, and you bring up a good point that at the, in terms of the, the – assumption that gets just a one-party town, at least Philadelphia specifically. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you uh, feed off of that? Do you mind it? Do you have to, like, you know, gather your energy to do the job you do each day? Well, I got – I used to feel much more defeated about it sometimes than I do now. And, I, you know, my relationship with the Lord has grown exponentially over the last few years, and I've come to realize that – uh, it's it's kind of silly to lose sleep over it, ultimately. I, I do what I hope I can in some small way to contribute to the dialogue, uh, but I'm under no illusion that I have any control over anything. Uh, he yeah. ultimately reigns sovereign and supreme over all of these matters, so I pray about it earnestly. I talk about it as honestly as I can, but that's helped ameliorate a lot of my stress about it. I used to just really personally internalize it, and I get listeners that call and say, oh, what a dark day. The nation will never recover. <laughs> I don't feel that way anymore. I used to, but that's that's hmm. where my relationship with Christ has has really turned a corner for me. I don't it's important, it matters, but I don't ultimately feel like my entire existence is hinging on it like it used to. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. That's yeah. great. Well, I you know you got a lot going on, long day for you. So Let's just slip out the door. Well, th- I, no, look, I'm always happy to talk about it. I don't know if your audience is happy to hear me talk about it, but well, I'm glad to be here. You anyway. know, you've, I guess there's, you've been on a few, <laughs> yeah, and you have the humor too on your program too, which I think helps everybody hopefully discuss these things without being. I think you are the person, if I may say, yeah. I think you are the personification of the kind of person I wish that would listen to a show like ours because it, I don't think you come to it with a lot of hard and fast. Um, what are biases? Yeah, I, I feel like you're very open to hearing conversation, and I'm always most interested to talk to people who are open to parsing it out. That's it's, a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, when you when you're galvanized one way or the other, now you're just in a tennis match, and there's really nothing to be learned. But <laughs> who, if you're actually dialoguing, it's yes. it's interesting. You can walk it out.
Yeah, and you can still absolutely hold fast to what you think. Yeah. But there's freedom. There's freedom there just being able to have a conversation. So yeah. that's great. That's it. That's great. His name's Chris DeGaulle. You can catch him every weekday morning, 6 till 9. Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, our sister station, and uh, also on his podcast, ChrisDeGaulle.com, so we can find him. We'll be back with more. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. And now... Hey, Rocky! Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! Wrong hat. I take a seven and a half. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Yeah, it's not what you know, it's what you know. Little did we know we didn't know. I'm from the great Buckeye state of the O. show okay here we go cheer up everyone cheer up oh yeah a little funk in the afternoon a little something put a smile on your face it's john rubin he's been around a long time in the uh, christian music world that's his eighth album a song from it simply called john rubin Hope to have him on the program sometime. Uh, haven't had a chance or, or need necessarily. Haven't had a radio show musically based. Uh, not that this one is over, over a lot, lots of music, but we do get it in every now and again. And we'd like to incorporate some periodically. John is a great mix of solid Christian guy, fun, doesn't take himself too seriously, takes God seriously, and he'll push the edge a little bit sometimes with the with the, the, the you know songs he thinks, tops he, he'll tackle, but. Uh, make no mistake, he does love God, and he and he's on board with him. So I'm looking forward to having him on. It's interesting because, as a side note, it's uh, his eighth album, and only now is it self-titled. You ever stop and think about any artist that you like? If they have a self-titled album, sometimes it's the the first one, you know, and they just call it their name. Sometimes it's the second or the third or the fifth. I've talked with artists often who said if they had not used that up already. They're like, no, I wanted to wait until I felt like what I was doing was really who I was, so to speak, and not just uh, do it any old time. Anyways, the side point, hope to have John Rubin on. He's from the great state of Ohio. It's 431, the Tim DeMoss Show. Our forecast, mix of clouds and sun, breezy, high of 59, the balance of the afternoon. Some clouds tonight led down to 38. A mix of clouds and sun tomorrow, breezy, a little cooler, high of 53. By the way, that song is actually called Cheer Up, and it's from John Rubin's brand new CD. Sixers lost to the Lakers last night. They'll try it again as far as winning goes at Sacramento tomorrow night at 10. Phillies won this afternoon 9-7 over Pittsburgh in spring training action. They're having a good spring. Still have a few weeks to go. The season opener, the Phillies uh, at Miami Thursday the 26th. So I guess that's what, three weeks from tomorrow. And their home opener the following Thursday, April 2nd, 3.05 start for that against Milwaukee. Uh, also happening, the Flyers in action at Washington tonight at 7. We're excited to have a special guest join us now. And um, her name is Sammy J. She is host of a podcast called Let's Be Real with Sammy J. She's the youngest uh, person in the country with a syndicated podcast. How you doing, Sammy? I'm good. Good. Is it appropriate to say Sammy J or Sammy J? Whatever you want. <laughs> well, and I'm I'm joined by my producer Danny because when she found out that we were going to talk, she says, "I want her job." Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> 
Hi, it's nice to meet you. You too. Yeah, the podcast Let's Be Real with Sammy J. And uh, I read up a little bit about how this came to be. I think it's a really cool story. Can you share a little bit about you know how, how you came to this point in your life? Yeah, so last year as a sophomore in high school, you know, high school's hard enough. Um, my anxiety got really bad. And if you have anxiety, um, distractions really help, at least they do for me. Um, so I kind of went down that podcast hole, and I realized how much, how many podcasts there actually were. And I wanted to listen to something that was talking about, you know, authentic conversations with people that I liked about things that maybe I was going through or just a distraction, like I said. Yeah. Um, and there was nothing really that spoke to me to the point where I felt like I could really relate to. Hmm. And uh, it, it, was a, it was a weird coping mechanism, but I taught myself keynote, which, was, which is like a PowerPoint. And I wrote down my dream presentation of my dream podcast. I never thought it would happen, but it was a good distraction because that, that, you know, like I said, that was really helpful for me. And I pitched it to iHeart, and we got a pilot, and we got a series, and here we are, and it doesn't feel real. That's amazing. I love it. I love that so cool. you like leaned into it and just said, I don't know, let's give it a whirl. So I think that's an encouragement. Cause you had to, I, yeah. Because why not? Yeah, that's true. That's, well, and you don't have to know where it's going to necessarily go. You just take the next step and see what happens. I, I never thought it would get picked up. It was just fun to do, and it was a learning experience, if anything. That's very cool. And as far as the podcast itself, do you have a schedule or like a, a regular time that you try to post those? Yes, they come out every Tuesday. Okay, so people can do that. And the criteria, well, like, what do you do? You have a certain like grid you try to look through to you know who terms you want to interview and and have on your on your podcast. You know what's cool about it is that we, we have such a diverse group of people. We're going to have activists, athletes, to celebrities, to influencers. So you know you see all these people, and but we don't ha- you don't generally see them all on the same podcast. Okay. Um, but the thing that they all have in common is that they're honest and unfiltered conversations. And you definitely see another side of these people that at least I haven't seen in other interviews before because once they see me being honest and, you know, I'm in high school and I talk about it a lot. And chances are we've had, they've had similar experiences. And so they are automatically honest and opened up and they're, they, they're media trained sometimes. And that just goes out the window because, you just got to be yourself, and they relate to that, and they start doing that. Yeah. Chat with Sammy J from the podcast, Let's Be Real with Sammy J. I'm guessing, too, that your age plays into that in a good way. Like, they feel maybe a little more safe with you, probably. And I think anybody who feels safe can maybe open up some, and they, they sense you're not there to get the scoop or dig you know, for dirt or something, but that you're for them. You know, right? I'm guessing that helps you. I, I, I think so, and I think it's. You know, I think because I'm 17, that helps, but I think it's also just because of how open I am. Yeah. And I think the tone of it is so just non-judgmental and just good vibes. They pick up on that, and they start to do the same. And it's it's so crazy to me because there are these people that I've looked up to, and then, you know, they just become honest with me. And that's crazy. So who are a few folks you've had on the podcast, and, and do you have a favorite or two, and why? Hmm. We've had some really cool people so far. And we're yeah. not even a month in, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, we had Kesha. Yes. We had Megan Trainer. We had uh, Phineas O'Connell. We had, let's see who else. We had Why Don't We that came out. We had Nadia Okamoto, who is running the largest youth-run women NGO. 
she is incredible, and we're having a lot more people. And I think, I don't know if I have a favorite because all of the conversations are so different, and I, I get inspired in each one in a different way. Have you found any of them to be surprising to you? Maybe what you thought, you, or you prepared to talk with them, and then, and then uh, it turned out, you know, or they opened up a little further and, ex- and further explain what you had thought about. Oh yeah, I think Kesha. You know, I didn't really know uh, what to expect going into it. You know, TikTok came out when I was seven. I remember we used to dance to that at camp, and you know, then Rainbow came out, which I loved. So I had no idea what to expect, um, but. We had a lot in common, more than I thought we would. Mm. And she was so insightful and well-spoken and interesting. And it was so cool just getting to see another side of, you know, you hear these stories, you watch social media, and people make judgments, but then just having her sit down and then we just talked like we've known each other for years and it was crazy. It was like she said we were like kindred spirits and it's true. Um, yeah. I think that one surprised me that... We would have so much in common and that we, yeah, that we just had so much in common. Sammy J is our guest. She's host of the podcast, Let's Be Real with Sammy J, just 17 years old, the youngest to have a nationally syndicated podcast. Looking forward to chatting a few more minutes here with her. Also want to play a clip for you or a couple clips, including with Nick Walenda. You've heard about the volcano uh, possible, um, uh, not possible, but tonight. It's supposed to be happening where he's walking across 1,800 feet across an active volcano. And uh, we had Nick on the program uh, last summer. Give a little insight into who's walking across that volcano tonight. It's going to be on ABC at 8 o'clock. In the meantime, quick break. We'll come back to our chat with Sammy J. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. It's 441, the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in today. You can grab the full podcast of this program and any of the other ones we've done in the last couple of years at WFIL.com. Right in our homepage, in fact, and you can subscribe. Stitcher and what else do we have? Spotify and uh, tune in and soon on Apple Podcasts, not just yet. Speaking of podcasts, though. We're glad to continue our conversation with Sammy J. Sammy um, is just 17, and she has the um, too many buttons going here. Let's turn that one off. There we go. Sammy has the uh, a national podcast going called "Let's Be Real" with Sammy J. She's had some pretty cool interviews already in the short time it's been on, and just fun to get your perspective on this whole development. And um, we've had a chance to interview folks like you were mentioning Kesha and Megan Trainer. And talked about how connecting with them, you know, was happening and how comfortable those conversations were. And um, I've been doing radio a long time, and I've found that sometimes if you just go in a little bit without any preconceived notions, you do find there's more common ground there sometimes than you realize. And people are people, you know, they have needs and the desires and sadness and happiness and things like that. And sometimes that, can, that common ground exactly. can be established, yeah. Danny, you look like you want to ask exactly. a question. Uh, yeah. Sammy, have you ever been starstruck by any of the people you've had on the podcast? Yes. Um, I think, I don't know. I've, I've been starstruck by a lot of people, but I try and get it out beforehand <laughs> yeah. because they are people. And then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, they're people. But it's hard not to, you know? Right. I think go, I try and go into it with 
as open to mind as I can. But, like, I went to Megan Trainor's meet and greet after all about that base came out in, like, sixth grade. So having her on my podcast was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, what was that like? My kids used to dance to, uh, especially, what was the one, the Peanuts film, uh, Better When I'm Dancing? They do, like, a choreography to that and all. Like, my girl's 16, and her friend does the same thing. But what was, what was Megan like? She was so sweet. She was so open and honest. And, it, again, it was like I'd known her for years, but mm. it was really the first time we ever had a conversation. We talked about a lot on that episode, and, again, we had a lot in common. And it's, it's, it's crazy because you don't think you have a lot in common with these huge quote-unquote celebrities, but, you know, like you said, they cry like we do, they bleed like we do, because they're just people, and it's so easy to lose sight of that um, with social media. I know it's early in the game. Have you thought a little bit out later this year and maybe even a little bit down the road where you'd like this to go with the podcast? I know I have dreams and all of that, but I'm just trying to live in the moment and appreciate it because if I focus too much on what it could be, I won't enjoy the present. And then before you know it, I'll be like, wait, didn't I have a podcast? So I'm trying to do that. Obviously, I want it to go on as long as it can be. Um, I hope I have some other incredible guests. And I'm just trying to focus on living in the present because that is something that I have struggled with and it's hard to do that with social media, but it's something that I'm working on and I think... I'm doing an okay job at it so far. Sam, it's very wise. You're wise beyond your years. Mm-hmm. Seriously, to think that way. I, it, it really is a gift to be able to remember that and to practice the present. It's, that's why they call it the, a gift, right? That's, it's a present. How's that go? It's a gift. That's why it's called the present. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. Ooh, I haven't heard that. I like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I hope, Sam, we get to have you on again sometime and, and see you know how things grow for you and that you keep enjoying each one as it comes and Focusing on the person also, probably the present, helps you focus on the guest you have, not the guest that's next, and, uh, and to keep it simple. Exactly. Yeah. Can I ask one last question? Sure. Shoehorn it in. Of course. Um, how is it being in high school? Like, are you just the most popular girl around? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, I still go to school. I still do all of that. This is, this is my extracurricular. Yeah. And it's crazy that it's out. Um, my, I've been lucky to be around really supportive people. I'm at a new school this year, and they're all really nice. And it, it's, I, yeah, you'd think I'd be really popular, but I'm not. Sammy. <laughs> but, you know, I think popularity, it's, it's a, I think it's so interesting because, you know, I don't know if you've seen Mean Girls. Yeah, of course. But I'm it's, 22, it's so the, we're right in the same yeah. demographic yeah. so i think it's so easy to get wrapped up in high school um but i am a little bit removed from that because of this so i don't really get sucked into it which has been helpful but you know i try to just focus on what i'm doing stay in my lane quality over quantity um in the sense of people right. you know and i'm just living my life and whatever happens happens well, you're living your best life, Sammy. Sammy, I think that's that. <laughs> you, there's a lot of wisdom in, in the words you're saying there, and I, I wish you well. We both do keeping that that mindset. I think it's very healthy and, and uh, to be commended. So, yeah, thanks for taking time to chat with us today. So you're welcome. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. You uh, too. I hope you have a really nice rest of your day. Keep up the good work, and we'll catch up. We'll look forward to listening to your next one. We'll see what comes down the pike. Do you know who your next guest All is going right, to be? Sounds good. Um, I'm going to keep that one a surprise. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're right. going to see Oprah on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. My dream. <laughs>
That'd be fun. Good. Well, enjoy your day, Sammy. Thanks for calling in. Thank you so much for having me on. Sure thing. Bye for now. Bye. Her name is Sammy J, host of podcast called Let's Be Real with Sammy J. Just 17 years old, the youngest person in the country with a syndicated podcast. And she has some interesting guests. I'd love to have some of those guests on too sometime. Kind of fun. We have our actually a, a, a pretty cool lineup coming up. Uh, after the break, I will let you know about those and give you a couple of clips from some folks we've had recently you may find interesting. It's all part of the Tim DeMoss Show today, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. It's 4.51, the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for listening in today. Uh, you know, our guest just a moment ago, Sammy J, only 17 years old, the youngest uh, person in the country with their own syndicated podcast, uh, record setting, so to speak, reminds me of our next guest in a different way. He's a record setter. His name is Nick Walenda. We had him on the program last summer. If you remember the time that Nick, who is a seventh generation uh, aerialist uh, from the Flying Walendas family, done all kinds of crazy stuff over the years, including crossing Niagara Falls. It took two years to get the governments of you know, U.S. and Canada to work all the logistics of that out. Part of the Grand Canyon he's crossed and just lots of things. Well, tonight, 8 o'clock on ABC, he's doing an 1,800-foot walk, or attempting it, we should say, uh, across an active volcano, which has its own set of complications, including the fact it's active and there are gases and other things he has to take into account. And uh, so that's at 8 o'clock tonight on ABC. He was going to be on the show with us last week, and then we had a scheduling conflict, and it didn't work out. Uh, but, so, there's that. Can't help it. But uh, I do have our chat from last summer when he and his sister, if you may remember, crossed Times Square 25 stories up. No net, right? Whenever I tell this story, people are like, was there a net? No, there's no net. In fact, I think one of his relatives, I think his uncle, died, even though there was a net. Um, in any case, the uh, the deal in Times Square last summer involved him on one end of the rope and his sister, who had been in a fall and almost passed away, uh, recovering and out there again on the other end. The rope was not flat, so to speak. It was sloped because, you know, it's just you can't just because you want to do cross Times Square doesn't mean all the buildings line up. And. It involved, at one point, one of them sitting down on the wire so the other could cross over. It's just a crazy thing. I remember watching it uh, last summer. So Nick is a believer, and he trains very hard for what he does. You know, some people think, like, what are you doing? You're testing God. He says, I train for this athletically for hours a day for months at a time. This is my craft. This is what I do. This is a little bit of what Nick had to say heading into just days before that walk across Times Square last summer? You know, I, I try to practice not allowing fear to overtake my mind, and, and I always give that analogy when I'm speaking to, to businesses around the world of, uh, you know, uh, that, that negativity is kind of like a weed growing in your garden. If you allow it to take over, don't pull it out right away. It'll take over your garden, and that's the same with, with negativity in our mind. So I'm, I'm constantly practicing that in every walk of life. Uh, so I try to make that my life of not allowing that negativity uh, to, to, to come into my mind. You know, I'm very bold in my faith. If you watch any of my walks, I'm, I'm very bold about who I am, and, and that's where I find my ground and my center. In fact, we will have, uh, 
we'll have worship music playing in our ears as we walk, uh, both me and my sister, um, as we're walking that wire. The public won't hear that necessarily, but we certainly will, um, because that's kind of where we find our ground and our center. But it, it is certainly a talent and gift that God has given me to bring glory to his name. Uh, I'm uh, very careful when I speak uh, to let people know that I don't necessarily believe that God is holding me on that wire, not that he couldn't. He certainly has those powers. But he's given us a mind of wisdom, and we have to train and prepare for every event on our own. Uh, so, so my prayer more is that people are touched and inspired. I think everyone is walking a wire through life. We're all trying to get to the other side, and this is the perfect analogy and hopefully the perfect inspiration where someone like my sister, who shouldn't be alive, not only recovered, but she's on a wire uh, doing something that people would say is impossible before an accident, let alone after. That's Nick Walenda with us last summer. Tonight he's crossing an active volcano, making that attempt, 1,800 feet. That's his uh, longest attempt ever, and uh, it's on ABC at 8 o'clock this evening. I uh, also just mentioned uh, before the break, I'd let you know about several of the guests we have coming up. Mike Rowe, you may know him from the series Dirty Jobs. Also, somebody's got to do it. Uh, a woman named Rachel Gilson. She's wrote, written a book called Born Again This Way, Coming Out, Coming to Faith, and What Comes Next. And also a gentleman named Harry Lennox, co-star of NBC's The Blacklist, is Harold Cooper. He's a writer and producer and co-star of a new movie called Revival. So all those are guests on the horizon, as well as Pastor Paul Shepard from the program Destined for Victory, which airs at 2.30 and 9.30 every weekday afternoon and evening on WFIL. He's our keynote speaker at the upcoming Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast. A lot going on. A lot of podcasts you can catch free on our homepage after the fact. Let me give you one final clip before we're done. This is Michael O'Brien, who's helping lead worship on that Deeper Faith Alaska cruise you've been hearing about. It's almost sold out. So listen in on this. Well, I guess in 1994 is when it started. Well, I, I, well, I have to go back further. 90, 88, 1988 was the Heritage Singers. Then I moved to Nashville. 2004 was a uh, piano player for Twilight Paris. And, uh, oh. and so I did that for a year. And then I signed a record deal with Denson, did three records with them which was where that first song you just played came from. Okay. In 1999, I joined a group new song. Wesley had left the group, and I kind of took his place. And yeah. So I did that for about seven years. That was all the way through the Christmas Shoes, and we did a worship project called Rescue. But then about 2006, I realized that I was missing my family. I was on the road a lot, about 250 days out of a year, and just wasn't conducive for a spiritually healthy family. Yeah. And I... You know, I kind of walked away at, at their pinnacle. They were, you know, doing the winter jams and multi thousands of people, and um, and I just went home and coached my my son's baseball team, their little league, and uh, uh, you know, started doing about half of what I was doing uh, with with New Song, and uh, it was it was a great move. Um, and then the Lord just kind of opened doors for me to minister in churches and conferences and. Um, different things over the years. I've been doing it since, you know, it's been 13 years now. Uh, I booked myself, I managed myself, I've really kind of gotten over myself, if you will. Hmm. Uh, just all the the chaos of trying to sell CDs and, and keep record deals and um, nothing against that. You know, there are a lot of people that are still doing that. It, it just, you know, I'm 55 and um, basically the local church has been the ones that, you know, that have supported me all these years. So I'm just grateful to give back. And, and I'm basically doing, you know, hymns and, um, you know, more, more modern day hymns, but I also do some of the more contemporary stuff. But uh, my wife and I do a marriage conference. Um, I do women's conferences, which is a little strange, but, 
I lead worship in those things. And then for the most part, I'm going off and I work at the Cove a lot at the Billy Graham Training Center and I do a lot of their seminars. So, you know, it's just a, a corporate, you know, just a lot of things together. That's fine. Uh, that the Lord has just allowed me to do. Yeah, Michael O'Brien, he's on the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise this summer, which is almost sold out. Details at WFIL.com. You can catch a podcast of that and details on the cruise at WFIL.com. September 10th last year was when we had him on. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.